0: Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this film. Disseminating this filth, the onslaught of the communist masters of deceit.
1: Pingo, Common. slugs. Pingo, comma.
2: Hey, Marlo.
0: So did uh, you hear I got robbed? What? Yeah, in San Francisco. Did you hear I got robbed, Stephen? Yeah, I did. Yeah, smashed the car window. Oh, was it
2: a rental car?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a rental car. I oh, was rent. wondering if your computer was part of the... Nope. I do not take my
0: computer with me on vacations generally. And God, I'm glad I don't.
1: Yeah, that was my first thought was is he gonna do the podcast i
0: lost that uh, nice travel chest set i bought on thompson street oh shit i i can barely complain because like my mom like lost like her great aunt's jewelry and shit <laughs> so yeah whatever that's the like one thing that i was kind of like eh, that would be hard to replace uh-huh. everything else was just like um- books and uh, I'm like down to 10% of the t-shirts I once owned. Mm. I'm you know, down to a single pair of jeans also known as the perfect amount of jeans to own.
2: Oh man. You know, my dad's been mugged twice in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, uh, rents are really high there.
2: It only jumped once in Baltimore. How about that? Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I know at least once in Baltimore. Uh, And no, the twice in San Francisco on two separate trips.
1: Well, that sucks. Um, and it was at the end of your trip, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's like, I'm like, honestly, I'm pissed about two things. One is the chess set, and the other is we just finished appetizers at this really great restaurant before we got the call from the cops, and we never had the dinner. I ordered Dungeness crap. I was really looking forward to it.
2: Wait, so you found out in the middle of...
0: Yeah, yeah, in the middle of dinner, because one of the, our luggage bags had uh, my mom cell phone on it, so cops called us directly. Yeah, it super sucks. I really was looking forward to that dinner. And also, like, my mom's unreplaceable heirloom jewelry. Well, I also lost my passport, but...
2: Not planning to leave the country anytime soon? Not really.
0: Honestly, I'm mostly just glad I don't really have to uh, change a bunch of passwords and shit and uh, deal with uh, anything, really, other than the buy more shirts... Seems to be my main thing I yeah, need to do. you
1: were pretty much unscathed
0: Yeah, in a robbery.
1: Yeah, no, like,
0: if I had to put Except a dollar that- amount, I mean, those shirts add up, I guess, but, uh, and, like, four books that I already reordered. You know, so, yeah, whatever. I was at a chess set. That sucked. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was my last week. Oh, well, I mean, before then, it was a wonderful vacation to my cousin's wedding.
2: It was a nice wedding.
0: It was a very nice wedding.
2: It
1: looked nice. I yeah.
0: saw the pictures. Yeah, no. And my cousin like knows an eclectic group of people, some of whom are professional drugglers, some of whom sell drugs, Wait, some of whom are did
2: you profe- say drugglers? It did sound like you Oh said
0: well they're both sold drugs and juggled professionally. So see, I was death,
1: really I was thinking they juggled drugs.
0: No, they juggled like torches like, and shit.
1: Not like needle they don't have like needles or- yeah, just like, do that they video. That
0: my mom posted, yeah, yeah,
2: that no, was cool. That is a super bummer, but you know what? It is Mercury retrograde now, so
1: mm-hmm. that must have been, been the reason.
2: Self, uh, knowing the stars made him do it.
1: See, I thought it was the blood moon,
2: it was a combination, it's yeah, it was... uh, the super blood moon eclipse. And now we've just gone into a uh, Mercury retrograde. That is all true. That checks out. Um, but yeah, you know,
1: Mercury retrograde. <laughs> it's turns people gay. Oh, oh, and wear retro clothing. So it's retro gay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, only. Yeah, okay. I got, it's, I got it, this. One. All right. Seventies Hawaiian yeah, like shirts. Hawaiian
0: shirts. Sure. I don't think that was ever a gay thing. <laughs>
1: Oh, right. It's just a... Like-,
0: like, 70s was like, I don't know. Yeah, Now we're all going to straightly comment on the history of gay culture.
2: <laughs> In a decade, none of us were alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was uh, village people... Um, and others. I
1: guess the Hawaiian shirt thing is just fat people. Yeah, I right? know. Yeah, that's that's just... fat people culture, not gay yeah. fat people culture, but there could be a crossover.
0: Yeah, 70s was uh, post-liberation. Paisley. PA. Paisley.
2: Paisley? You... Yeah, yeah like again, Paisley. that's
0: just, that was hippies, dude. I don't know. You have a shocking lack of knowledge of so gay culture.
2: Does, so uh, then I guess the question is, does kink belong at Pride?
0: Yes, leave <laughs> them alone. God no, damn. But,
2: okay, but I will say, you know what doesn't belong is uh, straight people telling everyone about their kink and using the same framework.
0: Yeah, no, that yeah. that doesn't belong. No, if you're straight, uh, you should be ashamed of sex. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you're gay, like, no, yeah, but talk over, talk about it in excruciating detail.
2: Yeah, fucking both yourself
0: out. Believe Two that. children. Absolutely. That's fucking liberation, baby. <laughs> All
1: right. I think that more men should be let around on leashes in front of children to explain I, what I, adults do to one another. Not only if they're gay. I'm
2: pro-leather daddies. I'm anti-fucking normie doms bragging about it or like self-styled i just, just shut up
1: i saw a big blow up over somebody talking about brats that was a thing
2: brat's dolls yeah. yeah no
1: no brat somebody who's a brat submissive who like fights back but it's still submissive. They're just like annoying to the Dom. Jesus Christ.
2: I don't want to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? Never mind. This shit's gross. I don't like it. Stop
2: it.
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is all.
1: Just get off me. Uh-oh. Oh
2: my god. So annoying. You, you never have sex with me.
1: Oh my god. Is it like
2: that is it like they pester?
1: Yeah, they pester. They pester or if they just like act like they don't like it and then they annoy the dom until they're like, "Oh, rah, 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 I'm the dom. You'd stop being a brat." I won't stop being a brat. Okay. Um.
0: You know. Yeah, no, again, I, I, I'm going to maintain uh, it's okay for the LGBT community as it is not okay for straight people.
1: Nothing's okay. One of my favorite kink stories is the time I went to a New Year's party and I started talking to this person and they were like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in a band, you know, I play guitar. And he's like, yeah, I used to play keyboards in a band, but then, you know. I got too invested in my side character. And I'm like, huh. And he's like, yeah. You could just tell that he couldn't keep it in. Uh, like <laughs> what he wanted to tell me. And he's like, yeah, I, I like being a pup. You know, I couldn't be in a band because I was just tied to a leash in somebody's like a cage. Yeah. I know. And I was but like,
2: enough for a grown up man. He's like, yeah, I just.
1: You know, I gave up all my hopes and dreams and just became someone's permanent pup. And I got the sense that he wanted to let me know that he was open to this, even though I didn't. I didn't think I gave off like dog, gave dog, off? dog pound, or like, like or dog what pound. Do you call person. the
2: guy who wants the pup?
1: I guess dog owner.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that's called, and I'm not looking it up. <laughs> is is Cruella a name for like someone in this dynamic?
2: <laughs>
0: like sort of an S and M pop play sort
1: of thing. I think that'd be like the Skinner, which is gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just call him work
0: at the like Ville or something. Yeah,
1: somebody who wants a coat, they wear a coat, and they're like, "Well, if you don't be a good dog." You're gonna be part of this. <laughs> You're gonna be you. part of this coat. A kennel. That's what he was in. He was in somebody. Oh kennel. God. Yeah, kennel.
0: they And then,
1: and then oh, I was like, heck. then somebody suggested that I get him to be our band's mascot and to keep him. Absolutely not. <laughs> in a in a kennel on stage, and then we'd like use him as a prop for our band, and no. we'd be the we'd be the band with. The pup. If he could play keyboards, I mean, he could just combine his two lifestyle choices.
2: He likes. Well, I feel
0: like that's actually what happened. I feel like he actually did try and combine the two lifestyle choices, and the other (laughs) bandmates were like, no, you have to stop that.
1: No, I think one just...
0: You must pick one or the other. He
1: told me one took too much of his time up.
0: I just disagree with that
1: (laughs) all right now you're now you're judging people's kinks i think it's good to do it at pride you started out with good for them and then you're ending with that's wrong yeah i mean because it is but (laughs) look i am
0: a fair weather ally that much has always been clear
1: (laughs) So that was my story about uh, Kink at Pride. Um, And it wasn't at Pride. It was at a New Year's party. I mean, live and let live. I, you know, he seemed to want to dance with me and want me to be his dog handler. And I wasn't into it. So I danced with other people. And then he kept being like, giving me puppy eyes, I guess. Oh, <laughs> Anyone else have any kink experience? No, yeah, not really.
2: Uh just, you know, people dressing up coercion <laughs> as kink mostly. Coercion. Yeah, do that. yeah, like uh I had an experience where I was seeing someone and he was like, I need to do X, Y, and Z, like blah blah blah. And I wasn't like completely unwilling but he had asked me like like he wanted a cam girl to watch us have sex and I was like yeah not yet I'm not there yet <laughs> you know uh, and then he did it anyway
1: mm. so yeah.
2: you know like that's I know he did it to somebody else um, as well uh, at least one other person uh, so yeah there's a lot of that out there too Not to paint it with a broad brush, but uh, that's why, you know, I don't like it when the straights.
0: Yeah, no. What is with these shamans always wanting to do?
2: They're not up on their full authentic uh, consent, what not. And, you know... So I don't know. I think because kink is such a vague and amorphous term, like like I said earlier, uh, I'm like pro leather daddies and et cetera. And I think what some people are describing as kink, which are these like things that of course can be kink, but they're uh, more extreme, you know, visual representations that, you know, because people want to, Make it OK for the corporate sponsors to have their floats at the parades <laughs> and things like that. I think that's a separate conversation than people who are kinky, who are trying to apply the straight people who are kinky, who are applying like the framework of being under the LGBTQ umbrella to themselves. It's Yeah,
1: uh, those are the worst. Yeah, I knew so many of these people and it's yeah, just... You did. I'll defend their right to do it, but by God, they are the worst fucking people in the entire planet. I had to like proofread this like consent contract that somebody drew up because there were too many bad touch people coming into their kink safe space, which was clearly not safe. And it just gave off bad vibes, bad juju, you know, basic just people get wrapped up in this idea of sexual liberation, which I'm all for, but bad people use that to justify coercive power dynamics and, yeah, slightly rapey things that, you know, not everybody uh, is down for. And I witnessed a lot of that, and it uh, it's not fun to be around, but, yeah. Defend people's right to do it, but they can be the most insufferable, pretentious, self-victimizing.
2: I don't know. Like, I just am like, whatever makes you come, like, doesn't, like, make you special, you know? Like, uh, what also I think it's conflating an LGBT identity to something that's like this purely sexual thing. That's also not great.
1: (laughs) I feel the same way about cosplay. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Same stupid, you know, this is a hobby that people turn into an identity. Same thing with
2: guns, too. The cool thing when it was just the, you know, first generation of like super nerds DIYing these amazing approximation costumes. But now, like, there's a whole industry behind it. It's a whole, like, rich kids the thing Pink that
0: Pink Pride. Pride does, at the very least, is it, if anything, keeps the industry away from Pride.
2: Yeah, good.
0: <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure Chase Bank doesn't, like, jizz all over your Pride parade? Have, like, 50 fucking leather daddies show up and okay. a couple pup players.
1: Yeah, and put them in kennels. Yeah. And have them be keyboardists and bands. And Oh, the kennel is the, ke- oh, okay. I thought that the, the kennel cape.
0: was like the name for like the group of people he played. Oh yeah, this is my kennel.
1: No, well, I mean, like, I pro think wrestlers have a stable.
2: His I, kennel is stable.
1: I think, <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is going to be the band name, <laughs> the kennel.
0: <laughs> uh, that is definitely a very like nineties indie rock thing to do. Yeah, um, just like having seemingly innocent name that is a direct reference to some fetish subculture. Yeah, Jane's addiction. I, I didn't even know that that was one of them. I mean, don't I don't think it is, but I, I just assumed she was addicted to heroin. She was.
1: What was I gonna say? It's just. These hobbies that turn into identities. I think that's did you hear about the cops being mad that they're being excluded at at Pride? Yeah, they get mad every year
2: on that shit. How dare you exclude us from Pride without us? Who would you have thrown the bricks at? At Stonewall.
1: I mean, that I think that's their kink though, Mm -hmm. is being excluded from Pride. And then they have to go shamefully beat off oh, we weren't accepted by these queers. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, and I guess there's a handful of...
1: Oh, they'll get a handful. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, gops or gay cops.
1: Uh, mm. <laughs> Goppies,
2: Yeah, goppers. There's a hypothetical gay police who are now being excluded.
0: <laughs> <The> gay police.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who are you, the gay police?
1: <laughs> Which I I feel That's
0: like what they... what you say when someone says no kink at pride.
1: I feel like they should form their own police, you know, like their uh, own, get their own district. It'll be Matt, like
0: Matt, cut in uh, hot cops from the rest of development right now. Hot cops, we'll clean up the town. We'll
2: turn that old brown upside down. Hot cops, we're aiming to please. You know we'll get down on our knees. We're taking on
1: the bad boys. It, it would be like gay cop Israel they
2: can uh-huh. have <laughs> it'll be like
1: <laughs> they'll they'll have their own district and it'll be in the west village
0: oh my. well i mean i think we're just sort of recreating that in hindsight kind of problematic Chappelle show sketch
2: which one
0: the one about like america being gay or whatever gay america fuck you guys don't remember that one? Could have been one of his... Uh, when they had Charlie Murphy and uh, Darnell show up and like host like the last four episodes.
2: The last... Uh, yeah, the last season where they had already filmed some sketches before.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It might have been then, so I don't remember it. But, yeah, I mean... Look, again, another time where none of us are experts. <laughs> but... Who knows? Who knows how gay everyone was in the past <laughs> for reals. That's think, the first thing I'm checking. I get a time machine.
1: Yeah. I mean, as soon as they create a gay meter, you can okay. go back in time and just. Mm-hmm. How good? I gay feel like is. this is a Nick Mullen bit of like just going,
0: getting out of the time machine and going like, so can I have some gay sex? <laughs>
1: one gay sex please
0: Ah, Mr. Washington uh, do you want to take those teeth out and suck my penis
2: (laughs) is that something we do as as colleagues (laughs) what are the customers
0: this is like yeah going back to like the I, Sermon on the Mount and, like, trying to procure gay sex from the people. <laughs> uh, some joke mean, about, like, like fish getting multiplied, I, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> uh,
2: distracting them from the loaves and fishes? With
1: yeah. You? Well, I feel at that point you're just...
0: Oh, now that we got loaves and fishes,
1: uh, who wants to... Let's fuck. Well, I feel like the <laughs> gay funny. cops back... I feel like the gay <laughs> cops back then were the Romans. yeah. They were, I, I, they had the spiffy outfits and the yeah,
2: guys were out. They definitely had like uh sadomasochism kind of kink, right? Like, would yeah,
1: they, no, they,
0: I mean, who the fuck dresses like? that? Yeah, if,
2: what the, like who who cuts who <laughs> that could not be regular on, clothes, dude? Cuts them in the side. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, they were they were rubbing their dicks while they were doing. it.
0: Greeks invented sex. Romans invented
1: doing it with women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright.
1: Speaking of Israel, isn't real. Is is not real. Um there's a whole bunch of things. I mean, there's an oppositional party. Yeah. That's formed uh, in that occupying government state. Yeah,
0: I I don't know enough about Israeli politics other than it's the dumbest fucking democracy on the planet. <laughs> um no, I think it's like there's a 2% vote threshold that gets you in the Knesset. Like, every 2% of the vote your party gets, you get another seat in government. uh, And there's just a billion fucking parties. And, yeah, they all speak their own languages, too. Like, some of them are, like, Russian language parties. Some of them are English language parties. Some of them are Hebrew parties. Yeah, it's a weird fucking system. But apparently... Some segment of the center-right, far-right, and center-left, which is also right, formed a coalition to essentially just to oust Likud, finally.
1: BB, you mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Likud's his political party. Yeah. And also, Likud, I don't think, is his political party. I think it's actually a coalition, but I could be wrong on that.
1: Well, he formed a coalition with the far-right also. And he oh, was like yeah. in the moderate right. And then, I don't know, it splintered off.
0: There's eight different far rights. Like, that's the one thing to understand.
2: I was just going to say, uh, I was thinking about how Bibi uh, grew up in Philadelphia for a little while. Yeah, I did. He's got a little bit of a Philly.
1: A Philly Darylphia.
2: Philadelphia a while he, when he talks. Oh, and too bad he's kosher. We'll never know what his cheesesteak preference once. Maybe someone out there has got a secret story about taking B.B. to get cheese
1: <laughs> <laughs> B.B. whiz.
2: And that's how we're going to blackmail him. We're going to get this info.
1: But I think this transitions nicely into uh, Eve Barlow. Yeah, it's not
0: a reading series because that's what Chappa does. No, series. it
1: absolutely is a reading series and we're no, going to is- market it that way so that we can draft off This is a
0: series of things that are being read.
1: (laughs) That's unrelated to the Chapo Trap House reading series.
0: And also one thing is a series. So yeah, this is uh, Made a Splash on Twitter, uh, The Social Media pogrom by Eve Barlow. This is appearing in Tablet Magazine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those of our audience that doesn't know, Eve Barlow is a Zionist on Twitter. I think she's Scottish originally. I don't know. She's really fucking annoying. It doesn't really matter. (sighs) Anyway, I don't know who crafted the first tweet that simply said Eve Fartlow. (laughs) But whoever it was, bot or human, that's not how bot (laughs) started a fire. Over the past two weeks, Twitter has been littered with the words Eve Fartlow. Every time I tweet, this title is the response I attract. And it is pelted at me irrespective of what I write. Hundreds of trolls, some with blue ticks, some without, just start responding to me, Eve Fartlow. Parenthetical. Some people have recently switched it to Eve Shartlow. (laughs) But Eve Fartlow seems to be the one that sticks. Close parentheses. If we donated a JNF tree to Israel, (laughs) Jesus Christ, he was Jewish. For every time someone tweeted Eve Fartlow, there'd be no Negev left. God
1: damn it. Oh oh my God.
0: Uh, Tensions in the Middle East erupted this past month. So you may be thinking, Why is this dumb Zionist liar playing the victim? She should cope. Not sure what that means. (laughs) She's complaining to me from her Los Angeles apartment about spelling her name in a dumb way online. She's not wading through rubble. She's not running from rocket fire. She's not surrounded by senseless violence. Let's ratio her.
2: Let's
1: ratio her. Go on let me go ahead a little bit (laughs) i have not been living in a bomb shelter
0: (laughs) eve fartlow is not my name which is exactly what someone named eve fartlow would say regardless (laughs) of how many times it's been echoed back at me by trolls online But unfortunately for the troll army, Eve Barlow isn't really my name either. Barlow has been my family's name for three generations, but before that, our name was Barelovich. We changed it when my family fled Tsarist Russia during the East European pogroms in the late 19th century. And before Barlow was Borelevich, it was Dove Bear. That name is my connection to the Levant. That name is my indigenous link to Israel. You wanna talk about (laughs) ethnic cleansing? Ask your Jewish friends the stories of their surnames. Okay, for the record, I don't know my family's Jewish surname because it was changed before. Like my great-grandfather had to buy a fake ID also to escape pogroms. And I don't know, I would use different language to describe being called Eve Fartlow. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. E Fartlow is an intimidation tactic. <laughs> A playground jive meant to drown out my voice online. My words must be silent as quickly as possible by the hammer and sickle emoji comrades who love humanity so much they want anyone who threatens their concept of utopia to kill themselves. It's all peace, love, and openness until someone wants to have a conversation.
1: She just carpet-bombed you, Marlo. Can we talk about that?
2: Well, I mean, she's right. I mean, who wants to deal with being called something with a fart, you know. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, and I'm like, "Okay, bitch, like is this the first time anyone's ever done this?"
1: <laughs> like, did is- you experience third grade or uh, I uh, mean, I've been called Steven Clit Meister Clit- <laughs> Flex, cool. the F- Clitoris Rex
0: since You should you should have gone with Steve the Clitfinder. <laughs> Steve, the clit knower of where and what that is.
1: (laughs) Master of the clit. Yeah, Um, no,
0: honestly, that is like a terrible, insulting name. That's an honorific, dude.
1: Yeah, ever since like (laughs) sex ed existed, that's been my name. Like ever since children knew what farts were, she should be used to this.
2: She should be used to this, but I am concerned Given, um, I want to draw your attention to the part where she says it sounds like it was invented. By- okay,
0: yeah, no, I. Uh, this is the next paragraph I plan to read and probably the last one I plan to directly read from this article because it's long and stupid. But um, she should be used to this, number one, and she should be used to not letting everyone know that this actually bothers her. Like, just from a perspective of I've had a bully in elementary school, like, it's extremely low effort to just <laughs> respond to anything she says with Eve Fartlow. I've done it a bunch of times. I'm going to go do it right now, actually, just to demonstrate how easy
1: this How is. has she not blocked you? Uh, I uh, have been judicious. You've flown under her... And A also, bombing like, campaigns sure. just. just
0: uh, she it? tends to just go private. Uh, she she's basically making all of her tweets only respondable by followers now. That's her.
2: You can still quote tweet.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll do that right now.
1: I want to point out that she noted that these were pebbles that were being thrown at her. Um, just like Palestinian children throwing pebbles at Israeli tanks. Okay, it's so super easy to just respond that way. And if I know that it actually is bothering her in real life, I'm going to do it more. Like, why wouldn't I? She's egging you go on.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, it just. I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't actually bother her. She's full of fucking shit. Because uh,
0: She wrote a whole fucking article about it.
2: <laughs> she's using this idea to further her arguments. I, I don't think she's legitimately hurt by it. I think she's doing that thing that people who lean right do, where they make a disingenuous argument, appealing to people's sense of propriety and decency and etc um i you know it's just a bad article though like
0: okay let's get to what i'm going to call the paragraph of metaphors mm mm-hmm. Due to the juvenile nature of this Eve Fartlow attack, which sounds like it was invented by a three-year-old high on Pop-Tarts, nice pres. bitch. Uh, I wondered if the bombardment of Eve Fartlow tweets was engineered to drive me insane. Perhaps it was a form <laughs> of digital waterboarding yes. aimed at forcing me to surrender, delete all my accounts, log off all my devices, and commit to Digital suicide. Jesus Christ!
2: But like digital suicide. Okay, oh, wait, Jesus. I, I just want like wait, wait. Let's run that back a little bit. Digital suicide. No, like as
0: someone who has represented Guantanamo Bay detainees and also has a family that was victimized by pogroms, I find all of her uh, metaphors to be extremely in good taste.
2: Just <laughs> to say
0: that. Um, no, like this oh, is all I, like perfectly uh, appropriate language for her to be using. Uh,
2: yeah. So, uh, OK, my favorite digital suicide. Love it. Digital waterboarding.
0: Okay, what would that look like? Uh, it, it looks like being called Eve Fartlow, apparently.
2: It's, it's being inundated with Fartlows and Shartlows and secondary. Is there any more? Are there any more she's missed? Fartlow.
0: Also just the fucking broken lib brain of bot fears.
1: Yeah, they live in a state of fear when anyone disagrees with them or like mocks them that it's just, just a, a coordinated campaign
0: a hyper advanced uh fucking deep learning fucking algorithm running off of Google's supercomputers just to see her name and go Eve Fartlow.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> a that's a Russian bot right there, a, a Putin army. Which is honestly just all projection because that's what Libs use. Well,
2: I just, I, I want to draw attention to her repeated implications that, like, calling her Eve Fartlow is it an attempt to silence her. Right? I just, not every time someone's, like, shut the fuck up is it an attempt to silence you, quote unquote. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah, People want you to stop talking doesn't mean you're trying to be silenced. It's it's two different things.
1: Well, and I feel like this is just spun out of control in Internet spaces where anyone who harasses or complains about someone um, when, you know, actually getting shut down from a platform, you know, like we've gotten shut down is an act of silence. We're the victims here, not her. She's got a tablet article that she's writing, whereas we were taken off of YouTube, for yeah. Thought, silenced. Yeah,
0: for no reason, just for, like the fucking cultural revolution. And the it, bo- the bots did it. It was a digital uh, cultural revolution.
1: It was a digital waterboarding. Yeah.
2: It was a digital reign of terror. <laughs> A digital Pierre took our channel off YouTube for no reason. And then I was like, hello, excuse me. I think this was a mistake. And then they were like, you're right, miss. <laughs> <We raised laughs> <one in> you. <laughs> See, that's the difference between a real life uh, rate of terror and a digital one. <laughs> We, we got, we so can put our head back on, and we got digit
1: guillotined for a second. Yeah, yeah. They can
2: put our head back on in the digital space. So, you
0: know, yeah, <laughs> our, our YouTube channel is exactly like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sure lots of people are saying some actually super fucked up shit to Eve Fartlow. Uh,
0: And she deserves it. I don't
2: give a shit. Doing something that might provoke people to get angry and then taking the very worst manifestations of that is not like proof of concept, you know? It doesn't mean your your ideas were good and just and true in the first place, just because. But, I mean, you know, like, more power to her because it's not like this sort of narrative wasn't uh, all over the place. You saw Mark Ruffalo.
1: Apologize. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know
0: I- who has not apologized? Seth Rogen. He is continuing <laughs> to be the fucking man.
1: Yeah, and I will
0: he, take my he, head off to him
1: for he, that. He digital suicided Eve Fartlow for <laughs> Oh yeah.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, I- I'm going to just say yeah, I am trying to silence Eve Fartlow. And if I if I happen to be successful at that then cool. I am not putting a lot of effort into it. But uh yeah, I think her opinions are bad and she should'n't say them.
2: Saying that people's opinions are bad and that they shouldn't say them is not censorship. <laughs> it's it's a valid opinion. Yeah.
1: But what about the first amendment, bunny?
2: That's why we're all getting to do this with our dicks out right now. We got the first amendment,
1: baby. We got the we got the YouTubes back back and rolling.
2: We got the YouTubes back, baby. Um, we do. In fact, yes, I got the channel reinstated. I still don't know what that was about. They were like, You're a scam. And I was like, I don't know why you think we're a scam. We're mostly just uh a place where people can listen to her podcast, but on YouTube.
1: See, I thought it had to do with us claiming Chet Hanks was Q and that we were spreading false oh, information. Yeah.
2: I think it was that we were mean to Mike Tracy and or and, mm. and or Jordan Peterson. And people were like, report. Um, but I- we, we
1: made enemies is what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Enough that they were like, get out of here. And then I was like, please, sir, can you take another look? And they were like, you're right, miss. Uh, (laughs) That that was my experience. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just over people being like, I'm being murdered on the internet. Like, it does not feel good. I want to say it does not feel good to have lots of people coming at you saying fucked up shit. It sucks. I don't want to get it twisted here. Because that's happened to me. But you know what I did is I just blocked all the people. And I deleted the thing they were (laughs) replying to. (laughs) And then I wrote jokes about it. It's silly. But I mean, also, this whole part where she says her name is her indigenous link. Yikes, right? I don't know. I feel like I mentioned this last week. I don't know if that's appropriate. Indigenous is a word you use for a specific context, right?
0: Yeah, no, okay, that's like the language shift Zionists have been trying to do for like...
1: And frankly, like British people have been trying to do it too. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, The British liberalism is like weird.
2: I'm indigenous to the British Isles.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, because it used to be just uh look how big our circumcised dicks are, look how hot our soldiers are, and now they're just the whiniest fucking victim complex fucking tumbler liberals of all time.
2: No, that's not the actual, They always were. Not the actual way, people over there. It's all the like people who are like I wish I was as hot as this IDF soldier I saw the time I was on birthright. Yeah,
1: they're just <laughs>
2: like like okay, I'm going to say something that's fucked up, but like, Please do. my uh, acquaintances friends who've done birthright who come back with this, like, oh, my God, they're so hot and exotic about the Israelis, but specifically, like, about hot IDF soldiers.
0: We're all from, Uh, like, Russia.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's all, it's people whose (laughs) families are all from, like, Russia. Slavic Jews, right? The nice mixture of some Mizrahi Jews in there, and then they're like, yeah, we invented falafel now, and um, it's all very, uh, Interesting, but like, yeah, the hotness, uh, like that has been remarked on to me so often, so it's working, it's working IDF, (laughs) so it's definitely a success.
1: Well, and then there is the co-op, going back to our first section, the co-opting of. Queer and LGBT language as well, and implying
2: a, that like implying that like it's just like New York City.
1: Well, York. not only that, but that by supporting Palestinians and you know the free state of Palestine, you are against the queer community that is just flourishing in the IDF and in the occupying state. Can't legally marry. Right, no, and that I mean it's it's an AstroTurf campaign to like appeal to American liberalism that is completely removed from the oppressive nature of their police you
2: know, it's state. It's like to appeal to American liberalism, but then there's another prong that's appealing to uh conservatives, you know. Um where it's like, oh, these these people over here talk about Palestine. They spent two seconds in Palestine. They'd be running. They'd be running. Asking for the IDF to save them. Like that there is that element as well out there that I believe is being appealed to. And that not just the sort of evangelical ones who are are like, we're trying to get the end game. The end times. (laughs) Uh.
1: Yeah, the the best part about the Israel apocalypse Mm -hmm. is the fact that they're all going to be hovering above Jerusalem or Mecca or something, right? And that, like, they wouldn't make it into heaven. But they would be well, yeah, hovering.
2: It's like it. Well, it depends. But my favorite version is that like the moon turns a certain color, and then like the sky cracks open over over Jerusalem. Maybe uh, I don't know. I might be, <laughs> but that essentially the sky cracks open, and uh, Christ is like, all right, I'm about to divvy you motherfuckers up. <laughs>
1: We got the good pile, the bad pile, and the Jewish pile.
2: (laughs) We got the left and the right. And yeah, so it's... um, My favorite is the priests. Uh, Shout out to the priests I grew up with who like to imply that heaven was simply being close to God, quote unquote. Like sort of like they wanted us to think that heaven was the most boring shit ever. (laughs) Like none of that good uh, Western story about it being like... The absolute paradise of uh, whatever, angels and clouds, blah, blah, blah. It's just some metaphysical space where you're close to God instead of being away from God, which is what hell would be and not hellfire. But then why did they talk about the hellfire so much? It's nobody knows. But the sky's supposed to crack open and they divvy us all up. So, yeah, there's a lot of these American evangelicals who, once certain signs are fulfilled, would like to physically be there for the end times,
1: you know. I will say that the bigger, I think the bigger but- motivation for it, other than that, is just classic neoconservatism.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just kind of falls within a real politic of the United States.
1: And like a projection of how we view ourselves as connected to this non-Muslim country that's surrounded by enemies, and we like to feel that way. Yeah, and, and I
0: mean, it's nice that the Jews are over there and not here, and they're doing colonialism for
1: us. Yeah, but not only that, but like the colonialism is attached to like, democracy and spreading democracy mm-hmm. and having this client state in the middle you know dropped into the middle of a bunch of sand is convenient and the american military and you know institutions all want to make it as though seem as though israel is a paradise you know it's a paradise for a certain group of people to go and be free. And it was that way in the 60s and 70s also, like it was sold that way as almost like a leftist project. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, yeah, that's part and parcel with talking about how hot the people are and et cetera.
1: Well, not only that, but they have like social welfare that America doesn't have. Well, I mean, the country,
0: I, I mean, yeah, the socialist movement was actually the most The left was way more powerful in Israel than the right for the longest time.
1: And they had, what are they called? Kitzbos? Kibbutzes. Kibbutzes.
2: Kibbutzes. Kitzbos.
1: Kitzbos. Kitzbos. Shikses. (laughs)
2: Shikses.
1: (laughs) Shikses.
2: Now Steve and I are just going to try to name every Yiddish, pseudo-Yiddish word we think we know.
1: Yeah, and Marlo's going to correct us.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure Kibbutz is uh, Hebrew, not
2: Yiddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to break into them, just for Clems and (laughs) meshuggah I I just finished watching The Nanny.
0: (laughs) Matt, Matt, play us out with Meshuggah.
2: (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say The Nanny theme song, uh, because it's excellent.
1: Um, the Tower of Babel, that is Twitter.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there any other part of this essay? I,
0: I don't even know. She's so good at like calling things different things.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah topic, I think digital waterboarding.
0: She was literally trained by uh, Pablo Neruda from Il Pastino, the movie. Yeah. About <laughs> metaphoresa. Metaphora,
1: Metaphora.
0: Metaphora. Metaphora.
2: I mean, the most troubling aspect is she says she's a music journalist. What kind of music does Eve Fartlow like?
1: I took note of that. And as a former music journalist myself, I was understanding because they're the worst people. Hands down the worst people, except political journalists. (laughs) And
2: oh, okay. oh, wait, I know which part before we leave. I know which part I wanted to draw attention to the part where she's like, poor Gal Gadot, where she talks about people re- replying to Gal Gadot's tweets with accusations of her being a war criminal. Gal
0: Gadot is hot, uh, she is hot. She has an amazing career for a truly terrible actress.
1: All right. She has done articles about Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, Saint, I saw that one. St. Vincent. Oh, she talked about the 60s Meshuggah. She has an article about that. The The tech metal band? or No, it's just a 60s Meshuggah. I guess it's not music related. Wait, about-
0: just the 60s were crazy?
1: What does that even mean?
2: Wait, I also want to ask if you agree with Eve that... <laughs> The hate she's facing is indeed the, quote, oldest hatred in the world. I also, I like the, I just, I do appreciate the sort of Byzantine glamour she adds to her own experience.
0: Yeah, everyone likes to say that. I, I don't know. I mean, I get maybe, uh, probably not. But I I guess as far as like continuous prejudicial targets- I don't
1: know. All right, I think I've sensed a pattern with her music taste. Uh, It seems to all be chicks that rock. Okay. She's got Sinead O'Connor, Saint Vincent, Nancy Sinatra, Miley Cyrus, Juanita Stein, Gorillas.
0: Okay, well that's Laura
1: Jane Grace, Carly Rae Jepsen, Alanis Morissette. She loves brunettes. Yeah. Haley Williams, chicks that rock, rock out, rock out.
2: Chicks that rock out. Girls like,
1: that rock like out. not digitally waterboarding people. I just like to rock out. I like to party hard. I like to smash, smash things. Anybody see that Avril? She's got like, Avril Levine has an interview where she just, or a cut of an interview where she just responds to every. Question lobbed at her when she was sixteen. With I like to rock out.
2: I like to rock out. I like to throw shit around. I like to go nuts. I like to lose myself on stage. I like to scream. I like to holler. I like to break things. I like to yell. I like to get my anger out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Remember when like pop punk decided to all do some weird, not really British affect? Well,
1: that was Canadian. Yeah, uh, it was all Canadian,
2: which oh, okay. isn't uh, inauthentic because in Canada you don't say process; you say process.
0: Mm, you what know? a culture they have!
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's beautiful. Ca- that that just discovered a giant genocide. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. they they've, they uncovered another mass grave.
2: <laughs> and I just want to assert my identity as a Quebecois Canadian.
0: The greatest thing about this in Canada is it's like, yeah, we discovered a mass grave. It dated back to
2: 1982.
0: (laughs) They just kept murdering native children.
2: Oh, my God. We're guessing this is undocumented.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. They're just fucking discovering mass graves of children in the uh, in what are intended to be foundations for new Tim Hortons.
2: That's official. That's the real story. I mean, that's why Timmy Horton's, uh, their donuts are so good sometimes, because they got the spirits in them. (laughs) (laughs) I love that bone. They're built on.
0: Yeah, just like the chef, like his eyes just roll back whenever he's making the donuts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All Did was there any other part of this essay?
0: Uh, I mean, you know, if you want to like, you could just like scroll and like Close your eyes and see where your cursor lands. I don't know.
1: Oh, I just saw N word. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. She claims that it was fake. Uh, probably is, but it's still funny. <laughs> um, uh, okay. She mentioned that she had an article. P- Barbara Streisand was toxic at the moment. I I don't even know what she's saying here. Yeah,
1: I see that. Yeah.
2: Well, no, it was was just
1: invited from a dinner party. Yeah, because another guest didn't feel comfortable her being a Jewish supremacist, which she obviously is.
2: Well, I just they
1: did not say Jewish supremacist. No one
2: said that, and like I just feel like she is taking a handful of murmurings and etc. and just extrapolating them on. This the- is
0: where Zionists are the biggest fucking liars in the world because they like realize their arguments are fucking bullshit. And the person probably said Zionist. They probably said something relating specifically to her Zionism that they had a problem with. They didn't say Jewish supremacists. Like every fucking Zionist has some story about, oh, yeah, when I was in college, a kid came up to me and said, oh, you're a damn dirty Jew who likes killing Palestinians. Why don't you like take all that Jew money of yours and go to hell? Like that never fucking happens. No one talks like that. No one says that. (laughs)
2: It's a little bit like a story of I was a white person, you grew up in a black neighborhood, and people used to be like, Fuck you, you stupid white bitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and it's exactly like that.
2: You do slavery to us. <laughs> like-, like the anti Semitic people don't
0: give a shit about Palestinians.
2: Yeah. Like, like, like- that's a like But I mean, have you ever met someone who you could just feel it on them where one little thing that brought them any kind of discomfort could be blown up into this massive story of their victimhood?
0: Yeah, like, okay, sometimes in like left spaces, if they find out you're Jewish, like they kind of try and steer the conversation awkwardly to give you this litmus test on your position on Israel. And that's kind of like annoying. But no one fucking talks like this. Like, yeah, actual anti-Semitism does happen and it can be quite overt, but like. The people who are overt about hating Jews also tend to not give a shit about Palestinians.
2: Okay, I will give a little caveat here and say that I have met people who say that they are really concerned about the plight of Palestinians, but do seem... A little bit like they're indulging something, them, yeah, sure, anti Semitic. Like, I have, you know what I mean? Like, it's not as if this doesn't exist in any form, everything fucking exists, yeah, sure. (laughs) But, like,
0: also, those people tend to at least hide it a little bit and use the term Zionist, in fact.
2: Well, and then, I mean. Also, I'm sure there are people who legitimately believe this is an issue they very much care about, and they don't give a shit, and they'll say things that are fucked up. Yeah. You know, like that. So what? Like, there is a known possibility here. So I don't know.
1: Um, yeah, it just. Uh, fuck it
2: I up. just think if I was going to digitally waterboard somebody. It would have a lot more like guns and roses involved,
0: but like seriously, every Zionist has 11,000 stories about how they are constantly approached by strangers unsolicited. Okay,
2: okay, I gotta admit something here on the pod, guys. In college,
0: you a called friend- a Eve Fartlow, a Jew bitch.
2: No, 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 no. A friend of mine had been talking to a guy who was Jewish and very, very Zionist, right? And then he was like kind of a jerk to her. And we were looking for people to prank phone call. And she was like, what about this guy? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I did call him a lot of times and just say, Palestine rules.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's fine.
2: So I do want to that That's here funny. on the pod. Uh, so I've, uh, I'm sure this man might be somewhere out there tonight telling people he received random harassing phone calls because of... Uh,
1: all right, first with the see, now you're given mixed messages for this pod. First with the soda stream, now with the random prank Palestine harassment. Yeah, okay, can't be anti Semitic she stream. We should call this the BDSM
0: podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that actually would be an appropriate play on the name of this episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like capital B D S yeah. and then just lowercase M. M. Yeah, yeah, or parentheses. Clinical. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, guys. I guess the other factor is I do want Jews to like me. So.
1: I mean, that, they that control. They me. they control your industry. So.
2: Sure, but also, like, I do. I you know, I want them to like me. Still, I'll admit, it, I'd like Gal Gadot to like me. <laughs> I'm just in my own head, I'm just allowing myself to think she's kind of stupid. So
1: like you're just excusing her because you find her hot.
2: Yeah, a little bit.
1: A little bit, yeah. See, this is you're falling into the IDF trap.
2: Exactly. Or, it works out yeah. right.
1: this libidinal urge to just excuse hot people for their war crimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what America does wrong. We don't have enough hot people doing our war crimes. I think, look, that's why America's lucky that I've just been exploited by a million jobs and not been some sort of person who's cleverly figuring out how to do evil things. Cause I'd be like, step number one, make all these hot people the war criminals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, which at this point just amounts to like sitting in a room with a TV. And, like, playing Call of Duty, but in real life. That's what war crimes look like today. Yep.
2: That's what war crimes look like today. All right, guys.
1: <laughs> oh, is that a wedding that I see that's <laughs> going on right now?
2: No, you don't know it's a wedding till after. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story. I do want to say, I... Uh, Do you know someone, I'm acquainted with someone who was in the military in some capacity. And they were like, they described it as raining hellfire missiles down on targets. And I don't know, I just like, I always think about that. And I'm like, that seems like, I don't know, your dick gets hard to that idea, right? Yeah. Raining hellfire missiles.
1: But I I think our dicks get harder if they're just hotter people doing it.
2: Well, yeah, look, what the IDF does well is put hot lady soldiers out there. They have them looking beautiful in the sun with their hair out and, like,
1: just... Their cat ears.
2: Yeah, just glorious. The American military is like, no, you can't have all your hair out and shit. Like,
1: or, or here's and, Tom Cruise being yeah. a maverick.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's... Are we talking it, about... Top Gun.
1: (laughs) Yes, we're talking about Top Gun.
2: (laughs) I mean, sure, yeah. yeah. I have a hard time having reverence for anything. So, guys, too bad, so sad. The least you could do is make it hot.
1: Mm. Happy Memorial Day. Happy
2: Memorial Day. May you get killed in a war by a hot person. Mm -hmm. And not like a mediocre person. Yeah,
1: uh, a, not a five or a six, but I hope you get yeah, droned by a, a
2: half.
1: someone who's like an eight and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. eight and a half, nine tops. Yeah.
2: May you get droned by one of those people who joined the military just to get in sick shape.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I do want to say that... Um, if I get offered any kind of job this year, I'm going to erase this entire podcast and not this episode, the entire thing, so. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we'll have a whole episode where we'll go through all the things that we've said that is cancelable Mm. in a corporate setting. I think that's... I
0: feel I have not said anything cancelable.
2: None of you are trying to be in entertainment. Uh, So I just have to say.
1: I'm trying to be in journalism, which is. Yeah. Equally susceptible.
2: Look, we'll have the hard copies. We may just have to (laughs) shut it down. This is a joke. This is a joke about uh, the idea that I would get offered uh, something that would warrant me deleting like all my tweets and my whatevers. See you. Oh Mario Day.
0: Bye. Bye. Have a nice long weekend.
1: <laughs>
2: Have a nice long weekend.